Welcome to a special holiday edition of DCS Talks, a podcast production of the Tennessee Department of Children's Services. The intention of DCS Talks is to promote dialogue among child welfare professionals, foster parents, and the entire community about ways to prevent child abuse and neglect. On this special edition, we will be joined by multiple guests. Let's hear from Julie Rotella to start us off and introduce us to our holiday topic. Hi everyone, my name is Julie Rotella and I'm the Assistant Commissioner of Administration for Tennessee Department of Children's Services. We are here today to talk about the impact of holiday stress. Before we get to the stress, let's hear from someone about what makes the holidays so special. Yes, my name is Tashari Gooch and I've been with the Department of Children's Services for about a year and a few months. I work in foster care. I like the traditions that we have, the family traditions. I like the cooking, building the gingerbread houses, shopping, everything about the holidays. I like decorating. My daughter and my son, they love to decorate the house. So I like to do that as well. Well, most people love the joy and celebration that the holidays bring. I mean, who doesn't love a good celebration, right? It can also be a time of stress and feeling overwhelmed. There is such a thing as just too much holiday spirit. Now, throw in the fact that you work for DCS, whether you're a case manager or a foster parent, you take an extremely stressful and challenging situation and throw even more stress, work, time on top of it. I mean, seriously, we can only be in so many places at the same time. At some point, somewhere, something has to give, right? Something does have to give. Let's hear from another guest with her ideas. My name is Rebecca Medeiros, and I work in the Upper Cumberland region. I've been with the department for almost five years. January will be five years. And I work on the Drug Exposed Child team that is a newly developed team in this region. So, you know, everyone's workday starts differently, but I tend to not just do a normal ZCS workday of 8 to 4.30. I try to really fluctuate my schedule based off my family's schedules. And so it is challenging to manage the holidays around that. And that's really all I can say is I just, I don't keep a typical schedule. <laughs> what causes holiday stress? Many factors, including unrealistic expectations, financial pressures, and excessive commitments can cause stress and anxiety at holiday time. Certain people may feel anxious or depressed around the winter holidays due to seasonal affective disorder, otherwise known as SAD, or also referred to as seasonal depression. Again, these situations are only exacerbated when you work for DCS. Let's hear from someone else about what can sometimes make the DCS holidays hard. My name is Pam Sorrell. My husband and I have been fostering or working like a group home setting since 1997 when we graduated college. Over 20 years, we've been open and shut different times after different adoptions. We closed down for a short time and then reopened after we got our family situated. But I don't even know that I could count how many holidays we spent with foster kids in our home. I think like a lot of people, especially in our Tennessee winters, they can be very rainy. That means that you're not getting outside much in the sun and the kids aren't getting outside much in the sun. 
and then throw on top of that foster kids who are struggling with not being home during the, the winter holidays. It can be very, very exhausting. And I think it's like any other experiences in fostering though, you've got to listen to your body. You've got to listen and watch and observe your kids. What is going on? Do we need to take a break? Do we need to step back? Also, I have learned not to make my expectations too big. If I have to cut back and we're going to set up one Christmas tree this year, not two, or, or whatever it might be, or, or maybe setting up an extra Christmas tree in your home is something that brings a little bit more joy to your kids, then do it. But the fostering is all about making adjustments all the time. And so constantly make an adjustment for the needs of your kids. Now that can be difficult on your children that are with you all the time, your permanent children, their birth children or adopted children that you might have in the system. But we just make constant adjustments to try to meet the needs of the kids that are in our home at the time and also be observant of ourselves. So now you may be asking, how do I balance my work life and personal life during the holidays? Well, you don't. There really is no such thing as work-life balance. You're going to have to prioritize one over the other, depending on which one is more pressing or demanding that day. The art is ensuring you are paying attention to both throughout your week, so you find time to give to different parts of your whole self, which definitely includes finding time for self-care. Today, I have to focus more on work because I have to go to court make face-to-face visits, respond to a crisis. Or maybe I have a foster child that has special needs and I have to transport to multiple appointments today. Tomorrow or the next day, I'm going to flex and put more emphasis on my personal life. Or I'm going to find time to spend with my other children or do something for myself. Maybe it's drawing a line and not taking work calls after a certain time during the day or clearing an entire weekend to spend time with family with no interruptions. Sometimes these competing holiday demands can take their toll. Another guest is here to share their story with us. Hello, my name is Melissa Thomas. I've been with the Department of Children's Services for over 20 years. I am currently a team leader in the East region. I supervise severe abuse in Monroe and Loudoun County. One time when my son was small, he broke my heart. Unintentionally, of course, but he did break it. He told me that I take care of other people's kids better than I did him. That really hit home because I was always saying, you know, sorry, mommy had to work late. Mommy was helping somebody with their kids. And for your own child to look at you at such a young age and say that, it it really makes you think. I knew I had to make some changes. There were still some late nights, all days, sleepings, etc. But what I did is I finally had to get my family involved in making me accountable, reminding me the way I remind families that we work with and my own team that you have to find or at least try hard to find a balance. As a team, they work hard to respect each other's families and their time. They work out on call fairly, assist each other when they can. And I had to have my family do that for me. Just as I was doing it for my work family, I needed my personal family to help me. Unfortunately, with the holidays, the balancing act becomes even more difficult because your personal life now involves shopping, cooking, decorating, sending out cards, 
Even parties or holiday functions can seem more like a chore than the enjoyment that is intended. Where do we find the time, right? This is where the stress cycle enters the scene. Something that we are all too familiar with at DCS, an ever-present friend, using air quotes, that if not already alongside of us, is somewhere lurking in the wings. Let's hear from Jenny, another foster parent here in Tennessee, about how that lurking stress can influence the holiday experience. It does cause a little bit of stress, um, just knowing that DCS is a part of all that we're going to do for the holidays. And there's benefits, obviously, in shared parenting of having partners in this, but at the same time, in shared parenting, there's normally a lot of traveling that happens during that time, and you're wanting to make sure that that can happen, and you know that you want everybody to be included in that, and that may not happen. So you're kind of planning two different scenarios at the same time, which can be stressful of what that's going to look like. And then if if they're, if you can't travel on the day you want to travel, how do you make that work for all the kids and then still enjoy um, the time together? And then also just planning activities. You know, I think everybody has a busy November and December and beginning of January and then adding maybe a CFTM or court is scheduled during that time and you know that's going to be triggering and then you know maybe you know and you're keeping up visitation as well all of those things mixed in your schedule just exploded right and so some of those activities that you know you're looking forward to as a family that maybe you do every year and you're having to switch those around to make sure that you are being very compassionate and empathetic during that time for the foster child as well, who may not be enjoying those activities that your family really is looking forward to, you know, and being able to take a step back from that to make sure everyone is getting everything they need emotionally during that time can be very stressful. While we may experience the stress cycle, it helps to break it down to know exactly what it is. Step one, external stressors. The triggering event could be a kid talking back or having a traumatic response to a trigger of their own, getting a P1 when you just got one yesterday, a youth violating probation, or a parent letting you know exactly what they think of you and the work we do at DCS. We have another guest who is going to share with us some other triggers that can cause stress during the holidays. Hi, my name is Amanda, and I've been fostering for just about three months now. You know, I know a lot of people struggle with, you know, purchasing gifts and where do I go and what do I do and family sorts of stresses. You know, those things don't really bother me too much in general. I think the biggest things that I'm thinking about are, you know, will this child be with us for the holidays? You know, how long? What those expectations are? It is kind of hard to get into i guess the the holiday mood and plan for this child and this child's mood um, without knowing what the future really holds step two internal appraisal your senses detect a perceived threat and signal your brain to react step three physiological response your brain puts out the call that danger is present and activates the fight flight, or freeze response. Your body begins to release stress hormones such as adrenaline and cortisol. In small amounts, these are effective hormones. In larger doses or states of chronic stress, they start to take a toll on your body. 
Step four, internalization. You become aware of the changes in your body. Your heart is racing. Your stomach is upset. Your back is aching. You may start to worry about the stress itself that you are feeling, which heightens the cycle and causes it to repeat. Step five, maladaptive coping. Repeated stress or chronic stress. The triggers are nearly daily, if not daily occurrences, which causes your body to go into a state of hyperarousal. Your system perceives itself as in greater danger than it is. So while it is appropriate to initiate the stress cycle when you see a snake in the grass, when you are in a state of chronic stress, everything becomes a danger to the point where you respond to a garden hose in the grass as if it is actually a snake. Or better yet, your brain is actually seeing a snake in the grass in place of the garden hose and therefore responding to it as such. Let's hear from Millicent again about how that holiday stress can compound. I know it's the nature of the work that we do. And because of the work that we do, it of course increases our level of worry. Because again, just just as normal individuals People stress over the holidays, whether it's something simple like the menu to serve the family or the gift to buy that relative that is so hard to buy for. But then when you add the type of work we do, you know, is this kid going to get to see their parent? Is this kid going to be safe tonight? Is this kid not going to get sexually abused tonight? Is this foster family going to have enough to get through the holidays and feel good about it? There's so many different levels of stress that make this work more difficult than, you know, your, your basic job. Um, I think every job can find things that can be difficult, but the beast of this job can be so intense and so emotional that you, you have to find a balance. And I truly believe that it takes time. When we engage in effective decision-making, it is important to go through several key steps. This is essential in the work we do at DCS as we are impacting the lives and futures of the children and families we serve. Those steps are to observe, gather input, interpret the relevant information, process the information, evaluate all viable options, create a detailed plan, and implement the plan. Under stress, when fight, flight, or freeze kick in, we short-circuit this plan and move from interpretation directly to act. This causes us to be more reactive in our responses as opposed to processing, evaluating, and creating a thoughtful plan for implementation. Reaction as opposed to intervention. Now we will hear from Pam again about how sometimes action is necessary even when we're stressed. I recognize that there are times of stress and there are moments of stress. There are seasons of stress. They're not going to go on forever. And sometimes you just have to press through. Do what you can to find ways to relax and enjoy things. But sometimes you just have to press through. And, you know, I've been at the store in the middle of the night buying presents to make sure that this child has um, gifts available. Is all lost? No. Because we are resilient and we have access to coping skills, we can address this cycle and avoid responding to triggers in a way that will heighten our stress cycle or cause it to become maladaptive. So maybe we can manage in the best of times, 
but additional stressors that come along with the holidays can throw us into a tailspin and possibly trap us in this chronic cycle. But wait, this is a joyous time, right? Right. So what can we do about it? Well, actually, we can do a lot to offset this cycle and ensure we have time for work, for our friends, for our families, and for ourselves, so we can relax and enjoy these very special and meaningful times. Let's hear from Tashari again, this time with some self-care ideas that work well for her. Self-care for me is sometimes just going and relaxing at home, not having anything planned. It could be a little shopping. Um, me and my, my daughter, we like to spend quality time with each other. It's maybe go to the nail salon or the hair salon. Just anything where I don't have to think about things that I have to do. I don't have to plan. Just kind of go with the flow and relax. According to psychologist Robert Epstein, if you wait until you're feeling stressed before you employ some technique for managing stress, it's already too late. You need to have a bag of tricks that you can deploy proactively. If you turn to them throughout the day, that changes your threshold of stress tolerance. Let's hear from Jenny again with some holiday-specific ways that she relieves stress with the children in her home. So we make sure we always do Thankful November. Um, every day of November, we add to the Thankful Tree and make sure that everybody recognizes that there are definite things to be thankful for even in the chaos and the stress of life and um, making sure everybody's involved in that and you know some of the things that we might be thankful for in our foster families looks very different uh, than a, just a traditional family it, you may have caseworkers added to the tree or, or people that you normally wouldn't have you know in your life except that you do foster care so it's just a good reminder to remember that you know there's so much blessing in what we do um, as foster parents. So that always helps during that time and just reminding everybody, kids too, like there is so much that we learn and get to do and grow together in our foster community that that can all be added to that. So I do think that helps with the stress part of it. Here are some ideas added to and adapted from the Mayo Clinic. Acknowledge your feelings, be aware of these feelings and own them so you can then address them. Reach out to others for support and companionship. Be realistic. The holidays do not have to be perfect and we don't have to cling to old traditions. Keep the most important and make room for new ones. Set aside differences and stay present. Try to accept family members and friends as they are. Be understanding if they get upset or distressed. Chances are they are feeling the stress as well. Plan ahead. Being proactive gives you an advantage in managing your time. Learn to say no when possible. Saying yes when you should say no can leave you feeling resentful and overwhelmed. Don't abandon healthy habits. Drink plenty of water, eat healthy food, get plenty of sleep, and exercise regularly. Meditate or find alone time to refresh. Let's hear again from Amanda about how alone time can refresh our holiday spirit. You know, I'm kind of an introverted person at heart, even though I do a lot of things with, you know, other people and especially engaging things. So sometimes I have to just take some time to be away from everyone. 
so I, you know, I talked to my husband and I'll say, you know what, I need 30 minutes or I need one hour to disappear, to go to my room and just not be needed for a little while and not have to take care of someone else. And so that really helped. Meditation can be as easy as focused, intentional breathing for one minute. Google some mindfulness techniques. Get creative, explore artistic interests, or some fun-filled, easy-to-do activities that let you tap into your creative side. Focus on the positives. Give gratitude and identify the good things that happen around you on a daily basis. Begin and end your day with gratitude. Seek professional help if needed. For DCS staff, contact EAP services. Find some apps that may help. Here are some suggestions. You could search for some general adult coloring apps or more specific apps are Anxiety Reliever, that's the name of it, Calm, Ananda, A-N-A-N-D-A. You've got this. By being aware and recognizing the role stress can play in your life, you can better manage it and keep it under control. Set realistic expectations and remember the holidays are a time for peace and shared happiness. Now let's hear one more time from Rebecca about the joy of the holidays despite the stress. You just see, even from like on a personal level, things are just more, and I hate to say more jolly because that seems really generic, but people are just more jolly. You know, there's not as much negativity because they're seeing, you know, the happiness with other people. And you don't get that all the time because we do see the darker side of things. And so just seeing that, even if it is for a moment in time that people can sit back and not look at all the bad things in their life and they can just focus on the joy in their kids' faces of, you know, Santa or, the, you know, just the gift of giving at the holidays. I just feel like that's what makes this easier. <laughs> Give yourself a break. Instead of striving for perfection, focus on what matters most. Usually that is quality time with those you care about. Slow down reflect on the positives, give gratitude, and embrace the joy that is around you. Happy holidays, everyone. Ho, ho, ho!